0: You are a Locked On Braves Postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day.
1: Hello and welcome into the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Lockdown Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastroianni with you after what was one heck of a performance in Washington, D.C. A heck of a day for the Atlanta Braves overall, but Bryce Elder took center stage, firing a complete game, nine-inning shutout at the Washington Nationals as the Braves picked up an 8 nothing win, picked up a half a game in the standings, and capped off what was a day I don't think any of them are going to forget anytime soon. Of course, there's some big business to be attended to, but I think everybody was probably enjoying this Monday in our nation's capital. We'll talk all about it, this game, Bryce Elder's performance, and of course, the rest of the series. Could you set up for that with, of course, an eye on what's happening a little bit later this week. Before we do any of that, though, I want to remind you to subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta here on YouTube and Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts. Jake, I don't want to throw around all willy-nilly, you know, that was a Greg Maddox-like performance, but... As close as it gets, when you're under two and a half hours firing a nine-inning complete game shutout, something that no Braves rookie had done in 32 years, I would say that Bryce Elder turned in the kind of performance that should be uh, awarded the highest of accolades.
0: It should be. I mean, it's truly incredible. The first complete game of the year by any Braves starter, not just the first complete game shutout, which it is as well. So, I mean, anytime you're doing that, it's truly amazing what he has done for this Braves team you know, here over the last couple of months and stepping into the rotation, you know, giving some guys some rest. It really has been huge. He's been, you know, one of those terms we like to use, an unsung hero mm-hmm. type of player for the Braves with what he's given them.
1: Well, while songs are going to be written. If he keeps pitching like this, it's going to be something titled maybe the Bearded Wonder because since he's come back from A Gwinnett, After his early season run with the Braves, where there were some flashes of maybe what was going to be a useful starting pitcher, but somebody that still had to iron out some command issues, I think. He went to Gwinnett. He handled that. He's been tapped by the Braves to make four late-season starts, to help them in double headers, to reset the rotation. And right now, because they need somebody to help them, with Spencer Strider down for the remainder of the regular season, all this guy has done is go out and pitch tremendous baseball, 27 and two-thirds innings across his four starts. A 0.65 ERA, eight walks against 28 strikeouts in just under 28 innings. Tremendous work by Bryce Elder and none better than his outing on this night. Game number 154 for the Braves, opener of the three game set up in Washington. Braves open their day at the White House celebrating the 2021 World Series. They close out their day with their 96th win against 58 losses, eight runs, six hits, no errors, three men left aboard. Nationals dropped to fifty-three and one hundred. That's right, they have hit the century mark in losses. Shutout by Bryce Elder on six hits. Washington did commit an error, left five men on base. Elder's victory makes him two and three on the season. Corey Abbott takes a loss, drops to zero and four. But the story was Bryce Elder, a complete game shutout, the first, as you mentioned, for an Atlanta Braves pitcher this year, the first shutout by by a rookie Braves pitcher since September the twenty third, nineteen ninety. Paul Marek and I don't think a lot of people know a lot about Paul Marek because he did not pitch for a very long time in Atlanta in fact 90 was the only time that he pitched in the big leagues for the Braves and that shutout was his only win as well so you talk about really dialing one up Bryce Elder is going to be the answer to a few trivia questions first complete game of nine innings anyway by a Braves rookie since way back in 2003 when Horacio Ramirez did it but you know there's crazy stats there's trivia there's there's all kinds of things to look back on but Jake What I saw from Bryce Elder was the fact that this is a kid that has really figured out who he is and what works for him, and he is using it to great effect here in the months of August and September right down the stretch when the Braves need him most.
0: And I've talked about it. He's got four pitches that have a ton of movement. But what I liked about on this night is they just kept going to the sinker. It was working for him. The Nationals were being aggressive in the count. Both teams early were treating this like the last game of spring training, like they both just wanted to get out of there with how they were free swinging. But it worked to Bryce Elder's advantage. He was able to get some quick outs. But 57% usage on his sinker in this game. Again, just telling you, you know, it was working for him kudos to to them for going back to it it was very effective for him able to get some quick outs and look let's be real he started two games against the marlins two games against the nationals sure. over or that's sure. that's by design but the braves have pitchers in their rotation who haven't had that type of success against those same teams so you still got to go out there and get it done i think he's Hopefully figured some things out. Another thing I liked about his outing tonight, just the one walk, you know, that's the one area, especially at the big league level, that's really troubled him are the walks. So again, he played off the aggressiveness of the nationals in this game. I thought didn't get behind in the counts a lot, didn't have many deep counts no. at all. So, uh, you know, and that led to, you know, six strikeouts. We're used to seeing him, you know, get some more punch outs than that. But again, you know, attacking the zone, giving what the Nationals hitters were giving him. had some good defense behind them as well. Mm-hmm. A couple of good plays by Riley. One play that Riley probably wish he he has back was a tough play. But uh, Joey Manessis continues to get on base against the Braves for some reason. But uh, you know, again, some good defense behind them. So you know, this is exactly the start the Braves needed right now after an extra inning game yesterday. Save the bullpen continues to to be big in the rotation, like we said, giving some guys some breaks and. We'll see what happens. I mean, he could technically start this week against the Mets. The Braves could technically skip him this weekend against the Mets. It'll be interesting to see what they do with him. But either way, I think he's going to get, obviously, another start, deservedly so. And then we'll see what happens. Maybe he gets in the postseason plans.
1: Well, we know what's going to go on in that Mets series. They have managed to finagle it with Kyle Muller coming up to pitch and Jake Odorizzi getting another start to be able to push Max Fried, Kyle Wright, and Charlie Morton into those three games against New York. And I think with Spencer Strider out, at this point, you had to go with the three horses you know the best. But yeah. that's nothing to say that Bryce Elder could not go out and give the Braves a competitive outing against just about anybody. And the the, the difference between him the first time and this second time in, in terms of his call ups have been, you know, he had a start where he walked six batters. He's had four starts since he come back, and he's walked eight batters total. So you talk about dialing it in. Bryce Elder has most certainly done that. He was the big story on this night. Also, I went back and looked at Paul Merrick's uh, baseball reference page. He made seven starts for the Braves in 1990, never pitched in the big leagues again. So his complete game shutout for Atlanta on September 23, 1990 was the only win he ever had as a big league pitcher. Let's hope that Bryce Elder is going to be making many more starts for this Atlanta Braves club, picking up many more wins, perhaps throwing a few more shutouts along the way. But the way he's been pitching down the stretch here, you know that Bryce Elder's name has got to be on a short list when it comes to spring training 2023, and you start trying to address that fifth starter spot. I definitely think he's earned that. And we have a lot to talk about for the Braves offense, which got busy and had a huge inning in this one. And we'll do it as, uh, after I remind you that Coffee AM is the official sponsor of the Braves' postcast. Coffee AM is an Atlanta-based small-batch coffee roaster. Head on over to coffeeam.com slash locked on today. Take a look at their full menu of coffees, teas, and gift sets, coffeeam.com slash locked on Use that coupon code locked on to get 15% off your first purchase. Coffee AM is the best small-batch coffee roaster in America. Uh, The Braves have been looking for some signs of life from Matt Olson. I feel like after getting his day off on Saturday, he had some good swings on Sunday, and then he had some very good swings in this one. Uh, Had a home run, a two-run blast off the foul pole down the right field line. Had a sacrifice fly a little bit later. Also drew a walk, so... I felt like, and I know we'll talk about what some of the other Braves offensive heroes did, including uh, Marcelo Zuna and Orlando Arcia, who also hit home runs, but you had to be kind of zeroed in on Matt Olson's name, which was following cleanup hitter Michael Harris in the mm-hmm. lineup. So we have reached a peak weird September lineups, but you wanted to see something out of Matt Olson here for sure.
0: He's going to be under a microscope down the stretch. There's no doubt about it. The Braves need him in the lineup. They need him to get going. So certainly every bat he has is going to be overanalyzed by fans and probably himself and the team. I mean, trying to figure out and look for signs for him to get going. So certainly a home run will do that. You know, it's reminiscent. We saw him just missed a home run a couple of weeks ago when he was in this drought. So you don't know what that would have done, but there was things during these struggles that he's had balls that just weren't falling in things, not going your way. Sometimes that happens when things are going as badly as they are. So good to see that ball stay fair, go off the, foul pull but it was fair um and that's a discussion for another day maybe but sure. and then a good a good line drive to right field for a sack fly as well a ball mm-hmm. that was it was absolutely demolished like you said taking his walk so uh, again you're looking for any kind of positive signs for Matt olsen to get going certainly this tonight was a good one
1: yeah and like i said back-to-back mm-hmm. days where he had a couple of good swings he had the double against the phillies on sunday also had a liner that was caught at the wall that, that on some other days i think might have gotten out of the park but he does get one out of the park big time by hitting it about halfway up that foul pole down the right field line. And then, as you mentioned, that line drive for the sack fly, just good to see these, you know, these very good swings, these hard hit balls for Matt Olson of the last couple of days. And if he wants to pick a time to get hot and to make up for all the other things that maybe haven't gone right in September, well down the stretch here and all the way through October would be a great time to do that. As I mentioned, Marcelo Zuna homered in this game. He's got 22 on the year. Orlando Arcia capped a big inning for the Braves with his eighth home run of the year and it all kind of opened up with one play the Nationals couldn't make that left that door open, and the Braves' offense, that opportunistic bunch, kicked it down and used the long ball, and we know what happens when the Braves hit home runs. They're typically in the win column, and it happened yet again here on Monday night in Washington.
0: Yeah, just six hits in the game for the Braves. So, I mean, you look at the offense kind of weird overall when you look at the stat line, eight runs, just six hits. But like you said, took advantage of the opportunities they gave them, had some walks. And last time they didn't strike out against Corey Abbott at all. This time he was racking up the strikeout. So again, kind of an unusual line when you look at the the game for the Braves offensively. But they get it done. They use the long ball as they are prone to do. You'd love to see that. I think there was a couple more, at least one more I know that should have gotten out of there, but that when uh, brought a couple balls back in, I think Eddie Rosario had one uh, that that I thought was gone. A uh, great catch at the wall there. So yeah, that's what this offense does. And, and speaking of Matt Olson, that's what he does. Look, when that's why yeah. that he's so important to the Braves. When he's hitting the ball and he's on, he's getting extra bases. You mentioned the double yesterday, the home run today. And uh, that's exactly what he brings to this team. So we know it, that this team's not built to necessarily manufacture runs. I think they can do that when Ronald and Michael Harris are in the lineup more often with their speed. But this is, this is a team that's built on taking advantage, what a team gives them, leaving the park, two-run homers, three-run homers, packing up the runs. And that's exactly what they were able to do on Monday to get the win.
1: Yeah, they were. Matt Olson now 95 runs batted in. He broke a three-way tie himself. Dansby, Swanson, Austin Riley all entered the day with the lead in RBI for the club. And, It's crazy to say that a guy, I mean, we've seen this September, so it's, you know, we understand what's going on here, but you can have a down year, air quotes, and get 70 extra bases, lead your club in RBI, and have a chance for the century mark there, 30-plus homers, 40-plus doubles. I mean, that's a pretty good season by the old, you know, metrics of having the big slugging first baseman that can do some stuff for you. It's just been the peaks and valleys, the streakiness for Matt Olsen that I'm sure is something he would like to have, a little bit less of the highs and lows throughout the course of a season. But He has made some contributions to this club. There's no two ways about that. Uh, You mentioned Ronald Acuna Jr. and of course Michael Harris. I talked about him briefly being the Braves cleanup man today. I don't expect that to be the case on a regular basis, but hey, why not try a couple of things out? But a great thing to see Ronald Acuna Jr. drawing the start, playing right field, had some hard hit balls in this game. Nothing came in or nothing dropped in for him and 0 for 5. But Jake, after three days, make that four days, in which Ronald did not start and only playing in one of the four games in Philadelphia. Great to see and a good sign that Ronald's starting in right field again.
0: Yeah, making a great catch. This was my point on on the podcast today is, yes, I want Ronald in there for his bat, but more so, maybe not more so, but I want him in there for his defense as well. What he brings out there with his arm, almost threw out a runner at third base. He had no business throwing that ball there, but he almost got the guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is just incredible out there defensively with what he brings, and that just Really makes, obviously, the outfield defense so much better when he's there. So love to see him back out there, back in right field. Yeah, he and Dansby both go over, and this offense puts up eight runs. Uh, Riley was over as well. We didn't mention him, but did draw a couple of walks, got hit by a pitch. So, again, the top of the order doesn't get hits. It just shows the length of this Braves order. They're able to still put up some big numbers on the board. So, yeah, I love having Ronald out there. Again, love his bat at the top of the order, but also just really love seeing him out there defensively.
1: Yeah, I remember the first time they put him in right field because, you know, when he came up, he played so much left field the rookie year. Then they had him in center field for a good chunk of that second full season. And, you know, by the time he got over to right field, I just felt like, I mean, this is a guy that it seems like the tailor made spot for him because he does have that great arm. And I think people forget about that. I don't think he necessarily graded out as a great defensive center fielder, though I'm sure he's perfectly adequate were he to play there. The injury, though, has kind of moved to the back burner. I think anybody's expectations about what he has been defensively or should be at this moment, but I'm with you. I think he affects the game in so many great ways. Brian Snitker called him a weapon out there. When everything's going right and Ronald's making catches like he did tonight and those kinds of throws, it's just one more way that this guy affects the game. A good note for Michael Harris, 20th stolen base of the season in this game. He is knocking on the door of a 2020 season, 20 homers, 20 steals. That's something his buddy Ronald Acuna Jr. didn't even do in his rookie year. That would be quite an accolade for Michael Harris II, who, of course, has a pretty good case for Rookie of the Year, something we'll talk about more at another time. I uh, brought this up earlier, but the Braves are just one game back in the National League standings now. The Mets are idle on Monday. They'll get a three-game series started against the Marlins, uh, but the Braves have just got to handle their business in Washington, head into Thursday's off day, and have a chance to maybe flip this thing around by lining up their rotation the way that they want to. We're going to talk about the game two against the Nationals, though. It comes your way on Tuesday after I tell you about LinkedIn and LinkedIn Jobs. It helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash MLB. That is LinkedIn.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now, the Braves have had a job posting in their rotation, it seems like, a few times this year, Jake. Kyle Muller's the guy who has applied and been accepted to be the starter for Game 2. He's 1-1 and on the year. Paulo Espino gets the start for the Nats. He's 0-7. I know Muller's had a little bit of a difficult September for Gwinnett, but this has been an incredible season for him, I feel like, development-wise, and I'm excited to see him get another opportunity, and I think this is the perfect team, the perfect opponent for him to line up against.
0: It is. I mean, just like with Bryce Elder, like I said, the Rays have picked their spots wisely with him, bringing him back up, getting some confidence. So hopefully you get that same with Kyle Muller. It has been a rough September for him, an ERA over six at Gwinnett and three starts. So certainly would love to see him get going again. Well, like you said, been a tremendous season for him down at Gwinnett, and he was great when he came up to pinch against the Marlins a while back as well. So I think it's a good opportunity for him and Bryce Elder. I think Braves are looking for guys kind of in the back of that postseason rotation, some guys who can come in, give them length, to get some strikeouts, you know, Mueller from the left side could be somebody that maybe they think about, but either way, you know, Braves, Braves need this right here because they, like you said, need to set up that rotation for the Mets. So hopefully get another good outing from Kyle Muller. At the very least, because of what Elder did on Monday, you have the bullpen fresh, ready to go if needed. But uh, yeah, really looking forward to Kyle Muller, seeing what he can do, and looking forward to this offense, putting up another big number.
1: Yeah, definitely excited to see that. Two starts for uh, Kyle Muller this year at the big league level. One bad one, one really good one. So an ERA, just over 10, but pay that no mind. He has been much better than that in Gwinnett, pitching to the tune of a 341 ERA, 23 starts, 134 innings punched out 159 batters, and walked just 40. And that is a column you can circle in red. Very exciting to see that his command has had him in the zone, piling up strikeouts and not giving away free passes. He's another name to keep in mind next spring training, but goodness knows we've got so many things to talk about before we start talking about spring training. Uh, The Braves with a big-time win over the Nationals to help them gain half a game in the standings. That's why it's big-time, because every single game down the stretch, regardless of who you're playing, has a chance to impact what is a very tight divisional race, really the only divisional race going on in baseball. The Braves and Mets locked up in it. Both teams are on pace for 100-win seasons. Braves haven't had 100-win seasons since way back in 2003. And with one more win, they'll match the 2019 club for 97 wins, which is the most in the last decade for this club. So a lot of good things happening when the Braves pick up a win, most important of which is looking in the standings, trying to gain that ground. And the Braves have done a decent job of rebounding after what could have been a very rough road trip to once again, after losing three in a row, bounce right on back and start another winning streak. That's going to wrap us up here on the Braves podcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts. He's Jake Mastroianni. I'm Grant McCauley. Once again, your final score on this night, thanks to Bryce Elder and some serious offense 8-0, the Braves over the Nationals to take the opener of the three-game series. We will come your way after Game 2. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacy Gotsoulias. D.C.
0: Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets.
1: Locked On Angels. And
0: you're listening to Locked On Braves.
1: Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network.